If I told you there was one collaboration skill that I think could transform culture and significantly reduce stress in our teams, homes, and communities, what would you guess it was? To be honest, it's something that I always kind of prided myself on being quite good at, at least at work. Sure, my husband might give me lower marks on this skill, but in general, I thought I was pretty good. That is until I was listening to Oscar Trimboli talk about the four ways in which we're bad at this. And then I started seeing how many of the disagreements in our workplaces, families, and communities are related to a lack of this skill. So what is it? Listening. If you happen to be in the same boat as me, or pride yourself in being a great listener and just want to double-check, this episode's for you. Just like last week, this is another preview into one of the skills that we teach as part of our Learn by Doing Good team-building experiences, listening with care. I'm Terry Schmidt, leadership coach and team-building facilitator at Stronger to Serve Coaching and Team-Building, where we believe leadership is courageously using your talents to make a way for others to courageously use theirs. And this is the Strong Leaders Serve podcast. So why am I so convinced that listening is so important for collaboration, both at work and at home? There are really two reasons. First, it helps people to feel seen. It helps people to know that we respect them as valuable humans. And as you know, that's incredibly valuable for motivation, for well-being, and for influencing others. All critical leadership skills that can help diffuse conflict before it even starts. And the second reason is that it helps avoid frustration and rework. If we can actually listen the first time, the chances for misunderstanding and miscommunication that lead to frustration and the need to start all over on a task because it wasn't what your leader wanted significantly lessens. Of course, we go into this in much more depth in the workshop. But today, I'm going to keep it short and share with you just three quick points that have jump-started my desire to focus my efforts on further enhancing this skill. Number one, a lot of the training on listening in business focuses on active listening. In fact, we even did a podcast episode on it back in 2021. You probably know the tactics, like nodding and reflecting back what the person said in order to confirm your understanding. That's great, but sometimes what's really important is to listen for what's not said. I had a woman that I was coaching, and she was struggling with an issue between two of her peers. She had to work on a project with both of them, and they were both very different people. We talked through how one way to really focus on resolving that issue was to think about what isn't being said in the meetings where they're all together and try to find a way to get those hidden thoughts and feelings to the surface. The listening expert I mentioned earlier, Oscar Trimboli, talks about how we can speak at about 125 words per minute, but we think at 900 words per minute. So there's almost no chance that the speaker that you're listening to is fully expressing their thinking. So how can we hear the other 775 words? 
One way is to simply pause. When someone stops talking, wait a bit. Don't take it as your opportunity to jump in and say what you've been thinking while you were supposed to be listening to them. And the second technique is to ask good questions, which gets me to my second point. My second point is that it's not about perspective taking. It's about perspective getting. For anyone who's been following me for a while, even if you worked with me back in corporate, you know that I'm a big fan of perspective taking. The ability to think about what the other person might be thinking in order to better understand and influence them. But I recently learned of research done that I'll link in the show notes by Eyal, Steffel, and Epley that found that we're actually pretty bad at guessing what the other person is thinking. So bad that they called the title of their research paper Perspective Mistaking. Their conclusion was that although the act of perspective taking can increase empathy, increase the sense of connection with others, and encourage cooperation in negotiations, it does not help us to gain an accurate understanding of another person's mind. Instead, they say, if you really want to know what's on the mind of another person, it's hard to do better than getting their perspective by just asking them. So what questions should you ask after you pause? One of my go-tos is, tell me more about that. Other ideas are, I'm curious, what other thoughts have you had on this topic? Or, how long have you been thinking about this topic? You can come up with your own, but the idea is to ask a non-threatening question to get more information and give you more color around what the person has stated. And then my third point about listening, again, that we go into much deeper in the workshop, is the four habits that Trimboli talks about that can derail listening. The first habit he talks about is that some people are what he calls dramatic listeners. They're solely focused on the emotion in the story. They can get so caught up in the problem that you're talking about that they don't hear the idea or the solution. Do you know anyone like this? The second type, the type that I tend to be, is the interrupting listener. The interrupting listener comes from a good space. Actually, all these listeners do. They all have their own reasons. But the interrupting listener just wants to be helpful, and they value time and efficiency. So the minute the other person pauses, it's their cue to solve the problem. The interrupting listener, and yes, I've been guilty of this, may only listen to the first 100 words you say before they think they have figured out the gist of your message, and how you're going to complete your thought. They're already well on to thinking through their response and finding a solution to the problem that you've presented before you even finish telling them what the problem might be. A tip if you're an interrupting listener like me is to pause fully. So after someone stops talking, count for three seconds. Yes, it's uncomfortable. But establishing that habit will help you to get used to allowing the person to fully complete their spoken thought. And then, like we talked about, you can even ask more questions to get at those 775 words per minute that they weren't able to express. The idea is to just be curious a bit longer. Now, I will say we tend to be the interrupting listener more so with those who are close to us, like our families, 
So if you want to find yourself being an interrupting listener and practice some of these techniques, the place to start might be in one of your family conversations. The third habit that we might get into as a listener is being the lost listener. That's the listener who is distracted either by what's going on in their own head or by their devices. A question to ask yourself if you find yourself on a device in a conversation is, if you're on your device right now, what's the purpose of you really being part of this conversation? And if there is no purpose, then maybe you should excuse yourself politely and go somewhere else. That can avoid the disrespect that the other person feels when you are being a lost listener. And then fourth, the shrewd listener. Now, shrewd listeners are really good. They use nodding and active listening skills to give the appearance like they are listening. But what they're really doing in their head while you're talking is solving the problem and probably the next problem that they anticipate coming out of your mouth before you even finish telling them about it because they feel like they are the expert and they can help you. Again, the remedy for this is to just be curious just a little bit longer and ask open-ended questions before you jump to solutions. So which of these points hit you the hardest? For me, it's hearing the description of the interrupting leader and realizing how frequently I do that. For you, is it the perspective getting or finding a way to get at the 775 words a minute that the person is thinking that they can't speak? How will you take one of these points and use it to improve your listening today? Many of the struggles that you face at the workplace or at home could be at least partially remedied or addressed by focusing on really good listening. Now remember, if you want to go deeper to learn more with your team, check out our Listening with Care team building event in which teams learn, experience, and practice these skills while they are making cards for kids who are in the hospital. Listening skills are always important, but especially with the holiday dinner table conversations coming up, you could not only help your team collaborate more effectively at work, but also reduce stress for them at home. Of course, if you ever have any questions about anything that I've talked about here, or you want to dig in deeper, or learn how you can bring these events to your team, please don't hesitate to reach out directly to me at terry, T-E-R-I, at strongertoserve.com. And until next time, remember, don't listen to reply, listen to understand. <laughs>